the biggest error I see sales and marketing teams doing is they tend to I'm going to tell you the truth. It's the honest marketer. Sincere, legit, and never fake. So now let's all raise the roof. It's the honest marketer. A real podcast from Funnel Cake. Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, why don't we get started with who you are and what you do? My name's Dan Shaw and I'm a sales VP. So how did you first get into sales? Like a lot of salespeople, I, I sort of landed there by accident. I, I did my schooling at, at Wilfrid Laurier University. Um, and sales isn't taught in school. I, I really think it should be, but that's a topic for a different podcast. Was there a single moment you kind of knew that you were meant for sales and would have a career in it? No, I don't. I don't think there was a. I don't think there was a moment. You know, over time, I began to appreciate and enjoy spending time with with customers. Like with any salesperson, the highest value activity that you can do is spend time with customers. And when you get to that point where you're solving customer problems, you're building customer relationships, and you're making a difference, uh, I think it's a very rewarding career. Awesome. So we're going to be talking about mostly understanding and aligning with the customer buying journey. What would you say are kind of the rudimentary steps in every company's customer buying journey? It's not dissimilar to any buying journey, whether you're looking to buy some software or you're looking to buy a car. You, you, you decide there's a problem, a pain or a need. You evaluate ways to, to solve the problem and then ultimately you proceed to, to procure a solution. What step would you say requires the most attention and effort? Uh, the evaluation step for sure specifically looking at, at software sales, customers are, are experts at their business. Um, they really understand what they need. That said, they're not experts in evaluating markets, competitive solutions. It's often difficult and onerous, and sometimes they make the, the wrong decision when it comes to actually figuring out the right solution for their business. What would you say are some direct symptom problems that come from the misalignment between sales and marketing? I think the, the biggest challenge or the, the, the biggest error I see sales and marketing teams doing is they tend to look inward first. They talk about product and features and, and they're not really speaking from the buyer's perspective, they're speaking from their perspective. Then they try to drag a prospect through a series of sales stages that again were built to be aligned with, with the internal company and not the customer. There's so much value in helping a prospect buy creating an evaluation process, helping them through that evaluation process, providing resources and advice about who should be involved in the buying process, how long it should take, how much it should cost, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so if you're a company and you, you identify that you're doing a poor job, uh, how would you start the process of better aligning yourself with the process? Yeah, I'd start by reviewing five or ten of our recent closed deals and then do a bit of a workshop around how the customers purchase. From there you should be able to identify some themes, map the buying process, and make sure your sales and marketing people are equipped with resources that align to the customer journey. So you said to make sure that sales and marketing are equipped with the right resources. Are there any specific resources that you're referring to? I think as buyers move from realizing there's a problem to searching for a solution to evaluating alternatives, they require different types of resources along the way. So the first step is kind of understanding that process. The second step is identifying messaging that's relevant at each step of that process. 
So early messaging tends to be really thought leadership based. You're really helping the, the, the prospect understand that there is a problem or sometimes it's not necessarily there's a problem, it's there's a pain and there's room for improvement. As the buyer moves along that spectrum, they'll often start to think about how to solve the problem, how to evaluate alternatives, different approaches that are available in the market, and how to make a decision internally. All of these milestones, in my opinion, represent opportunities for the sales and marketing to help add value and provide resources. So if you're in a lower type level and see that there is misalignment between your teams and the customer buying process that's causing major problems, how would you go about making a pitch to the higher ups in hopes that they invest in fixing the issue? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question to answer. Hopefully and ideally, most organizations today value the opinion of their frontline salespeople. Sales is often closest to the customer and prospects and can bring a tremendous amount of internal value. Failing that, I think individual salespeople can do some of these things on their own by choosing how they approach prospect conversations, being intentional about their message, and keying off where the buyer is in their particular journey. So, you know, to, to summarize, in a, in a perfect world, um, there's a feedback mechanism up to leadership. Failing that, I think that good salespeople often find a way in spite of leadership, not because of leadership. Follow up to that, what would be the main benefits to a company planning to invest more? Well, the short answer is you'll close more business. Um, I think the, the longer answer is that your marketing assets will be more relevant and value add. On the sales side, you'll take more ownership over your sales campaigns. It'll be harder for the competition to establish value when you're in control of the process. Oh, and I think you'll get some happier customers too. And uh, would you say those benefits are the same if you're a sales rep compared to if you're a VP of sales? Yeah, I do. I mean, happier customers, more successful salespeople all roll up to a successful sales VP, which frankly rolls up to a successful CEO. How could a company assess how well they're aligned uh, with their customer buyer process? I, I think if you, if you don't know, and you haven't been intentional about documenting the steps and enabling your teams, there's probably room for improvement. As I said before, good salespeople will figure this stuff out on your own, but if you're looking to institutionalize the success of your team, both from a sales and marketing perspective, then I think leadership really needs to take a role and make this a priority. So in the next couple of years, do you see any attention shifting or changing to different aspects of the journey or even steps being added or removed entirely? I think the way companies buy products or people buy products is, is always changing, but the need to be the need for sales to be aligned with the buyer journey isn't going anywhere. Are there any good resources that you look to and that you'd recommend to get additional information on the topic? I, I haven't come across anything that completely nails it, but I'm a big fan of the CEB Challenger Sale and then the Challenger Customer Books, essential reading for anyone on my team. So for someone like me who hasn't read either of those, what's the biggest takeaway that I could expect? Don't be afraid to, to bring an opinion to a customer conversation. The customer isn't always right. So wrapping up, it's a tradition in these interviews. And remember, this is a no judgment zone. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite 90s dance song? Oh man. Um, look, Dan, I'm a child of the 80s. Is, is Sweet Child of Mine a dance song? Uh, well. If you want to admit to dancing to it, I, I'm sure it, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs>
All right, well, uh, that wraps things up. Thanks again for taking the time. Thanks, man. Anytime. She's got a